The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. Now at five, the race to reassure Americans that the banking system is safe. How the president is promising to protect deposits while punishing bad actors. And fired UT head basketball coach Chris Beard just landed a new job where he'll be coaching next. And we're tracking a stretch of much colder weather heading our way during South by Southwest. Your first warning forecast coming up. Hundreds of Texas teachers rallied at the Capitol today. Thanks for joining us. I'm Daniel Marine. And I'm Jennifer Sanders. Texas teachers are really raising concerns about a top Republican priority this session, and that's school voucher programs. KXAN's Monica Madden explains. Respect! From Southeast Texas. Eject! To Central. We're not fully funded now, and you're talking about taking more money away. Hundreds of teachers from Texas came here to rally in part because they're concerned about a proposal that would send state taxpayer dollars to private schools. Private schools have the, have the ability to pick whichever students they want to take, whereas public schools, we have to take them all. Fearing it would hurt public schools in the long run. Your system maybe in theory, it sounds great. But I do not believe in the execution of this. SB 8 would set up an education savings account, allowing families to get a payment of $8,000 to send their child to private school. The bill's author, Senator Brandon Creighton, says it wouldn't take away money from public schools. I mean, this is parental empowerment. This is education freedom. This is making sure that the state of Texas falls in line where we should be leading. His counterpart bill, SB 9, would boost public school funding and give teachers raises. But public school advocates say the bills miss the mark. We're not doing anything about retention and focusing on vouchers is not the right move funding the public schools is. While top Republicans support some form of school vouchers, they might run into roadblocks within their own party from rural representatives who've opposed it in the past. Monica Madden, KXAN News. Those teachers also called on the state to raise their base salaries. Senator Creighton's bill does not list a specific number for increasing teacher pay. Several other bills have been filed that also aim to tackle adjusting educator salaries, including one that would use the state's budget surplus to cover the cost. And the Texas High School Coaches Association is on the record now opposed to school vouchers. In a video statement released Friday, President-elect Coach Kendall Miller said, quote, the women and men of the THSCA believe strongly in the democratic principles of public education and the role extracurricular activities plays in developing well-rounded citizens of not only Texas but the United States. He went on to say, quote, our coaches support publicly elected school trustees as stewards of public dollars that have provided an education system that has made Texas a leader in the world. President Biden says Americans can rest assured the U.S. banking system is safe, all in the wake of the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank. As Alice Barr reports, the federal government taking swift action to ensure the bank's customers have full access to their money and to keep the damage from spreading. Contain and calm. That's the mission and message from President Biden today. Americans can have confidence that the banking system is safe. The federal government responding to fallout from the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank, a California-based tech startup lender that also serves small business owners like Amanda Babcock. This is everything that we have saved. 
The federal government promising all SVB customers will have full access to their deposits today, including those above the $250,000 federal insurance limit. The same deal for New York-based Signature Bank, after state regulators closed that cryptocurrency leader over the weekend. President Biden emphasizing. No losses will be borne by the taxpayers. While promising management at the two shuttered banks will be fired and held accountable. The swift action aimed at preventing a broader banking crisis. A lot of experts and economists are saying this is not the great financial crisis of 2008-2009. We do not have the systemic issues without being addressed by the government directly as quickly as they did. Personal finance experts offering reassurance. What do you need to know about what is happening right now? The majority of people in America need to understand their money is safe in the bank. As long as it's in an FDIC-insured bank. The situation is complicating the Federal Reserve's critical mission to rein in inflation using aggressive interest rate hikes, which lower the value of investments. That puts pressure on banks and now on the Fed's plans to fight sky-high prices. In Washington, Alice Barr, NBC News. Well, two months after being fired, former Texas Longhorns basketball coach Chris Beard has a new head coaching job. He's now the head basketball coach at the University of Mississippi. Ole Miss will introduce Beard at a news conference tomorrow. UT fired Beard after police arrested him in December and accused him of domestic violence. His fiance later said she did not want to press charges. UT initially suspended Beard while it conducted an investigation. On January 5th, the school announced it had fired Beard for cause. And then a month later, the DA dropped the charges. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, we're enjoying what is officially the coolest day in more than two weeks in our area. Finally, how it should feel around here in the springtime instead of all this warm, humid weather. 68 degrees right now with clear skies on the Austonian weather cam. 66 in Georgetown, mid-60s from Burnett to Fredericksburg. A really comfortable and dry afternoon wherever you are from west to east. This is courtesy of the weekend cold front. After a 90-degree day on Saturday, we still have a little northerly component to the winds blowing at 5 to 15 miles an hour and that is going to set us up for a chilly night tonight and an even cooler day tomorrow coming up don't miss the potential of sprinkles a severe storm threat coming later in the week and perhaps more importantly a very cold stretch of weather coming by next weekend there's been an arrest in a January shooting at a hookah lounge that killed two people. Four others were shot at the Moon Palace Hookah Lounge. That's on Research Boulevard. 19-year-old Krista Jean Dejan Stevens is charged with capital murder. 17-year-old Braden Bullyard and 18-year-old Jatron Tayton, they died. The Gerald Police Department confirmed some of the victims attended Gerald High School. Well, a 13-year-old girl abducted from the Dallas area has been found in Lexington, North Carolina, and the accused kidnapper is now behind bars. Deputies arrested Jorge Camacho during a traffic stop. They found the girl locked in an outbuilding. Investigators say the girl had been talking with the man on social media and that he enticed her to leave her home. As parents, they've got to wise up and see that the dangers to these kids, it just continues to go on. Please help us out. I'm very thankful. I thank God that we were able to find this young girl. Uh, it may not be that case forever. And Camacho faces multiple charges, including child abduction, human trafficking, and statutory rape of a child under 15. 
A Texas-based company gets the green light to drill for oil in Alaska just ahead why some environmentalists are now angry with the president. The Sweetwater Rattlesnake Roundup wrestles with animal rights protesters, where these groups see it differently. And doctors on strike in the UK, why they are staging a three-day protest. A three-year-old shot and killed a four-year-old in Houston. The sheriff says several people were hanging out at an apartment last night when they heard that gunfire. It appears that um, one parent thought the other parent was maybe watching the other children uh, when in fact the two toddlers were left uh, basically unsupervised in, inside uh, the bedroom. Uh, the three-year-old gained access to a loaded semi-automatic pistol. Uh, family members heard a, a single gunshot. They ran into the room and found uh, the uh, small toddler, four years old, uh, on, the, on the floor, unresponsive. And the sheriff said charges are likely the case will be presented to the Harris County District Attorney's Office. The Biden administration approved a major oil drilling project on Alaska's petroleum-rich North Slope. Climate activists say allowing oil Houston-based company ConocoPhillips to move forward with the Willow drilling plan breaks President Biden's campaign promise to stop new oil drilling on public lands. The massive project will be about 200 miles north of the Arctic Circle in the National Petroleum Reserve. ConocoPhillips says the project could produce up to 180,000 barrels of oil a day. Now, separately, the Biden administration moved to protect more than 13 million acres within the Petroleum Reserve. The 23 million acre chunk of land on Alaska's North Slope was set aside a century ago for future oil production. Well, high temperatures officially coming in cooler than normal for a nice change. Only 69 degrees today in Austin, but a week from today, we may see high temperatures in town 20 degrees colder than this. You won't want to miss your first warning forecast next. This KXAN News Podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to ShelfGenie.com slash Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pull-out shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach. Since 1958, the Sweetwater Rattlesnake Roundup has made a name for itself as the world's largest roundup of its kind. But not all who come are fans. Yeah, protesters appear every year. And Manny Diaz has a story about the dueling views surrounding Sweetwater's Rattlesnake Roundup. For 65 years now, the Sweetwater Rattlesnake Roundup has been a staple of the Sweetwater community. And this was back in 2015. It had an $8.4 million impact on Sweetwater and Melbourne County. With plenty to see and a chance to get an up-close look at the snakes, the Sweetwater JCs have their reasons for this annual roundup. About 65 years of it, we can prove we're not hurting the population. We're just trying to control them, just like hunting of any other species. What's going on in there is animal torture, animal abuse. But there are those who don't exactly share the same ideas about Sweetwater's historic roundup. We're out here because we're against animal torture, animal abuse, animal cruelty. You name it, we're against it. For Ted Thomas, who's been a Sweetwater JC since 1987, and even a past president of the organization says they don't shy away from protesters. We, we definitely, uh, I say welcome protesters, but we, we do give them, we feel they have their right to voice their opinion, and uh, we've done that for many years. They keep it for weeks without water. As for the reason for the protest, this protester who didn't want to reveal his name but goes by vegan shared his cause. There's other roundups around the country that have banned 
banned abusing animals. They can teach children about snakes without killing them, without torturing them. Along with the many sights to see is the extraction of venom from the snakes. Well, according to Sweetwater J.C. Dennis Cumbie, serves a purpose. Saved a lot of lives because the venom is actually used to make antivenom. It's also been used for like 68 different drugs that have patents on them that involve different aspects of the venom. But when it comes to what is done with the venom from the Roundup, there are views from outside and inside the Nolan County Coliseum. This facility is not FDA approved. You can go in there and check it out yourself. This venom is not medicine. They're not using it for that. They, they can even, if you go speak to the JC people, they'll tell you they're not using it for that. This is a money-making place. Well, we're a nonprofit organization, and not one of us draws one penny. We're not paid. We're all volunteers. So even the money we earn from this event is all going back to charitable organizations. All in all, Ted Thomas says he would welcome dialogue with those protesting the Roundup. Everybody has to agree with what we're doing. And if they were to actually come here and sit down and have a, cam a, a candid conversation and let us speak with them about what we do and what the events have impact on the community, maybe they would change their opinion, maybe, but maybe not. Reporting from the Nolan County Coliseum in Sweetwater, I'm Manny Diaz. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, gorgeous weather as long as you don't mind the allergies out there today. We've got a few scattered clouds. Looks like a painting here at the Wildflower Center. All of our live weather webcams always live for you on KXAN.com. 68 degrees right now. Speaking of allergies, oak is up to the highest levels of the season. You may notice your car has a little dust or film on it. Chances are, especially if it's kind of yellow or green, that's oak pollen. That happens here in March. Grass and mold both up in medium concentrations. Few others, including Mulberry, luckily staying low. After the weekend cold front cooled us off, we've cleared out beautifully today. Really pleasant sight across central Texas. With that said, we've always got our eye on your next storm system, and here it is. Just a compact shortwave disturbance, a little storm moving our way from the four corners. This one just kind of clips us tomorrow. It will make it for a different day, though, so let me show you how we uh, change the weather tomorrow. Mostly clear skies continue this evening and overnight, but after tomorrow around 8 a.m., notice the clouds start to increase and a mainly gray afternoon and evening tomorrow expected cloudy skies through much of the day with a couple little sprinkles possible chances are this is just a couple drops on the windshield if you do see it i won't even show you rain totals because there's nothing to show and this system is out of here early wednesday there's one minor storm heading here to texas but a more significant one that is going to occupy some headlines across the nation later this week is getting lined up here in british columbia and the pacific northwest this one already producing a risk of severe weather on our day four outlook from the storm prediction center here it is in oklahoma the arklatex region and yes it does currently include some of our northern and northeastern tier of counties this is late thursday and early friday for the threat of hail wind damage and even an isolated tornado this is still a little too far for our best high resolution models to give you the pinpoint accuracy but let me show you one of our kind of broad brush models here we are with a couple light showers early and midday thursday just a cloudy humid day with no severe weather really expected until late after 6 p.m. This is showing the possibility of a couple big storms firing up in our northern counties. That first round is kind of a conditional threat. It may or may not happen. The second more widespread round looks like an overnight risk late Thursday, early Friday with the cold front. Now this cold front is going to clear the rain out pretty quickly for a mainly dry daytime on Friday. But the headlines from that could be even more significant with the cold weather that's coming.
Rainfall from that second system, hopefully we'll get a half inch to one inch with a few of the stronger storms that develop. Now onto the cold air because this is going to be a significant late season cold snap across the area and our confidence in this is increasing. Tomorrow in the 60s again, we get warm and humid as the storm approaches, then temperatures absolutely crater. High temperatures on Friday afternoon at 55 and they keep descending on the chart down to the 40s by Monday, Monday, March 20th next week. That's the first official day of spring and we we are expecting a high of 49 in Austin. That's about our overnight low tonight, 47 under mainly clear skies. East northeast winds continue tomorrow under cloudier skies. That'll keep us cooler at 64, only a 10% chance of a couple sprinkles. Temperatures and humidity ramp up ahead of that severe weather threat late Thursday into early Friday. Temperatures through the day on Friday may actually crash into the 50s. The warmest part of the day could be just after midnight on Friday morning. Now, making the forecast even more interesting, not only the potential of some overnight lows in the hill country in the 30s, but the chance of precipitation quite slim this weekend getting higher early next week with the forecast that we're looking at I can't believe I'm saying this in what will be almost late March by that point we cannot currently rule out a few wet snowflakes mixing in in the hill country we will keep you advised well just ahead why tens of thousands of doctors appointments are being canceled this week in England Tens of thousands of junior doctors went on strike across England today to demand better pay. It's the first of three days of widespread disruption at UK state-funded hospitals and health clinics. Junior doctors are qualified, but they are in the earlier years of their career. They make up about 45% of all doctors in the National Health Service, so their walkout means that operations and appointments will be canceled for thousands of patients. Senior doctors and other medics have had to be drafted in to cover emergency services, critical care, and maternity services. Now, the British Medical Association, the Doctors' Trade Union, says pay for junior doctors has fallen 26% in real terms since 2008, while the workload and patient waiting lists are now at record highs. The union says burnout and the UK's cost of living crisis are now driving scores of doctors away from the public health service. Japan is the latest country to relax some of its COVID-19 guidelines beginning today. The government is no longer requesting people wear masks indoors or outdoors, but it does still recommend people cover up when they visit medical institutions and facilities for the elderly. But behavioral changes may not come so fast. Nearly 90% of the commuters around a Tokyo train station were still wearing their masks this morning. Last fall, Japan stopped requiring COVID-19 tests for travelers coming into the country who'd had at least three shots of the vaccine and boosters. All right, we have no reruns tonight on KXAN. We have The Voice, all new at 7 o'clock. And then at 9, Quantum Leap. Ben helps an innocent teenager accused of murder. And then we're back at KXAN News at 10. And of course, you can join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 o'clock on the CW Austin. Here's where to find us. Thanks for listening to KXAN News Nightly. You can also listen to KXAN News Today every morning for more in-depth coverage of what matters most to you.